Thank you for listening. You are listening to the Church of Christ Church, Christ Church podcast. podcast. More information hope about that you our are church has been inspired by the message you are about to hear. And if you're ever in Christ Church, why don't you pop in every Sunday? Hello. We'd love to connect. It's lovely to be with you this morning. Um, as Sarah said, my name's Linda and I'm married to Phil. If you were here two weeks ago, I think it was, he was preaching. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not Phil, so don't expect a Phil this morning. <laughs> he's, a, he's a preacher. <laughs> I'm a preacher, but I'm, a, I'm more of a teacher preacher. But yeah, like Sarah said, we're from the UK. We're particularly, we're from Wales. So if, I don't know if you can understand my accent. Anybody been to Wales here? A few people. <clears throat> so it's... I was told before we came here, we, to, this weekend is four months we've been in New Zealand, and um, we're loving it. And before we came, people said, oh, New Zealand is just like Wales. But, <laughs> um, lots of rolling hills, um, lots of sheep, <laughs> uh, and very friendly people. We've, you know, Wales is known for f- being friendly, and um, since we've been here... We felt very welcomed, and um, especially in this church, um, we came along about the second week we were here, and we felt very connected straight away. Um, and it just shows you, you know, we can go to the other side of the world, and still, when we're in the family of God, we can connect. We we can sense that we're part of the same family, and that is so true. That's how me and Phil have felt um, since we've come here. <clears throat> So I'm very privileged to be speaking to you today on this Mother's Day. It's not actually Mother's Day in, in the UK. We have it, we are Mother's Day is connected with um, the church calendar, so it's normally around Easter time. So it's really nice to have another e- uh, Mother's Day today. <laughs> That's great. So today, as Sarah said, it's Mother's Day, and we celebrate mothers. We celebrate women, don't we, today? And, um, do you know, motherhood... I'm not actually a mother myself, but I've got many friends who are mothers, and I had a mother. My mum passed away, sadly, two years ago. Um, And I would say motherhood is one of the hardest, most self-sacrificing roles, jobs you could ever have. You know, I've observed people, and um, it breaks your heart even, you know, when you watch sometimes. I walk through uh, with my friends their their journeys with motherhood, and um, it is probably one of the most challenging, most self-sacrificing roles you could ever have. And we do celebrate you today because you're doing an amazing job, Um, even if you think you're not. I know from talking with friends and relatives, you know, people often feel that they're not doing enough, they're not doing a good job raising their children. But I assure you, I am sure you are doing a brilliant job as a mother because I I've watched many mothers, and they're so self-sacrificing. But as we come to the word today, as I was praying about today, um, the Lord laid on my heart the person of Hannah in the Bible. Who knows about Hannah in the Bible? Are we all aware of the story of Hannah? Um, And I asked God a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, what do you want to speak about today, God? What is it that's on your heart? And... Hannah, just Hannah, just kept coming to me. So as we're going to read a little bit um, from 1 Samuel, I'm just going to 
take basically two verses from this story that I really felt that God shined, kind of shone to me, stood out to me. Um, But if you're here today, I really felt as I was reading this and God just focused on Hannah, that God particularly today, his heart is for those who are hurting As Sarah just said, Mother's Day is a celebration, but it's also a very difficult day for a lot of people. You know, you could have lost a child. You could have recently had a miscarriage. You could have lost a child many years ago. You uh, might have a child that is far away from God, that has walked away from you and God, um, who is estranged to you. Um, You could have lost your mother, like like me, you could have recently lost your mum. And today is not exactly the easiest day for you. Um, so I really felt that God was kind of focusing in on, on you today. So really be encouraged that God's heart is for you. God sees you and he loves you and he wants to minister to you. Whatever, Even if you lost a child 40 years ago, God is here for you today because we, as we know in life pain doesn't just go in an instance does it you know we walk through pain so that, that's why I really felt God was focusing in on today so we're going to read a little bit of uh, Hannah's story in 1 Samuel chapter 1 there was a man named Elkanai who lived in Rama in the region of Zuf and in the hill country of Ephraim he was the son of Jerohoam, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, and son of Zuf, and of Ephraim. Elkanai had two wives, Hannah and Penai. Penai had children, and Hannah did not. Each year, Elkanai would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's armies and of the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. On the days Elkanai presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Penhai and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion, because the Lord had given her no children. So Penhai would taunt Hannah and make fun of her, because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Penhai would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanai would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than ten sons? Once after a sacrificial... I don't know. (laughs) It's not good, is it? Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting in his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was deep in anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. So then the story goes on that God granted her request and she had her son, Samuel. Um, But when when Samuel was several years old, we catch up with the story again. In the other verse I wanted to 
focusing on today was the verses um, 26 to 28. Sir, do you remember me, Hannah asked. I am, I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me a, this boy, and he has granted me my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. So those are the two verses that I really wanted to focus in on today. I hope I'm not going to get lost in my notes. <laughs> The first one was, as we said, Hannah was childless. She was crying out to the Lord. And you might be here today and you've been crying out to the Lord for a child. You might be in that position where you're a younger woman and you're married and you desire a child. Um, and just like Hannah, you might have got to a place where you're crying out, God, why, why not? Why not, God? You know, why? Um, why hasn't this happened? Um, and that, that sorrow, you know, we, as Phil mentioned in his message the other week, it's okay to ask God why questions. It's okay to, as we can see in Hannah's story, it's okay to cry out to God, to shout at God, why? You know, sometimes I, I've heard sermons where in the past, many years ago, where people would say, you can't ask God why, don't ask God why, just, you know, just believe. But actually, I think God responds when we're more real with him, when we're actually very honest with him, and we say, God, why? Why is this situation like this? Because after everything, God's after our heart, isn't he? He's, he's after relationship, that's what it's about. So even in our pain, we can cry out to God, we can ask God what is going on here? What is this about, God? Um, and this particular, I think it's just this month, is it, Peter? Peter, we're um, talking about the Psalms. We're going through the Psalms. And if we read many of the Psalms, David is asking, basically asking the Lord why, or he's telling God exactly how he feels. And isn't that wonderful that as God's children, we can speak to God our Father and tell him exactly how we feel and exactly what's going on in our hearts. But there is, there is a time, you know, that grief, as many of you in the room will know, grief is not something that is over in five minutes. You know, pain, loss of a child, um, loss of your, your mother, um, as I said, I lost my mum two years ago. And even now, it catches you off guard, you know. It kind of suddenly come, comes out of nowhere. And I've learned to just let it go. Um, I think until you really lose some, someone precious, you don't un really understand what grief is all about. And I was guilty. I remember years ago, I'd be thinking... Even I've got friends who've lost their husbands and think, wow, it's five years now. You know, they really need to, to get over that. But I think all of us, when you've lost somebody very dear, realize it's a journey, isn't it? It's a journey with the Lord. I think when you bring God into your journey, it makes all the difference. You know, walking, not, not being every day crying, you know, there's times for crying, but it says in the word also that um, 
sorrow comes in the night, but joy can come in the morning. And you know, the only way that joy can come in the morning is when we ask God into our situation, when we invite God to work in our situation. Um, many times we don't want to talk about our sorrow. We don't. We want, especially sometimes in church life, we want to appear happy. You know, you know, we're Pentecostals. We're, we're always said uh, said to be happy, clappy. You know, healing Pentecostals. I don't think we like. We don't. We don't. We're not like that so much now. But people used to brand us as happy, clappy people. You know, and that really, in the end, we want to be happy, but actually we want to be real as well, and we want to. We want to know the true joy, not just a happiness. We want to know what is real joy that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And the only way, as we know, we can really have joy and be ministered to is spending time with God, isn't it? And that, you know, I was thinking, you know, we do need prayer. Um, me and Phil are setting up a retreat center. And we, the, one of the main goals is to minister to people especially missionaries and pastors who've gone through a lot of hurt. And it's good to, uh, um, we're counsellors, and to sit and listen to people. We've done that recently. And we do need each other. We do need to talk to each other, to people. But in the end, we have to, the only true counsellor is God. The only true person who can heal our hurt is the Holy Spirit. Um, I, um, to, set, to talk about a little bit of my grief story as well, I, it might seem a bit strange today on Mother's Day talking about grief, but I really felt like God honed my attention in on grief and loss today because it does, Mother's Day does bring up a lot of that, I think. Um, to go back to, you know, sometimes we might have, you might have lost somebody years ago but you might never have allowed God into that situation to heal you. But God's never finished with us, is he? And from my own personal story, I think it was four, four years ago, I was very gracious of God. Uh, me and Phil were min had a small church in South Wales, and I was quite burdened down by other people's problems. So I said to Phil, I think I need to go and talk to a counsellor about these other people's problems, you know, to, to offload myself. And I went to this Christian counselor lady, and from the first session, it wasn't about anybody else. It was about me. I, I lost my father. My mother was widowed when she was 36 and left with three small children. And I was three years old when I lost my father. And, you know, I was fi I'm 57 now, so where was I, 54, <laughs> 55? I don't know, I can't count. <laughs> anyway, early 50s. And I sat in this counselling room with this lady, very spiritual, great woman. And it was like God spoke to her and she said, you have grief in your life you've never dealt with. And, you know, it, it, it was this counsellor, but it was also, I would go back every time, I'd go back to God and lay on my bed and God showed me that the little girl in me, the three-year-old, had never really healed. And I was shocked. I was so shocked. But, you know, that is so gracious of God because two years later, my mum passed away and I could deal with my, the grief of that. And my, uh, my brother passed away as well two weeks after. And 
all of that grief, if I'd not dealt with my childhood grief, I don't know if I'd be here today. I don't know what I'd be like. Um, but just to say that is, yeah, you know, even as a child, we've gone through many things, but God is still here. He's still, he's not the God of all, oh, oh, well, that was many years ago. You know, God can heal you from many years ago, something that happened to you um, many years ago. I've kind of gone off my notes. <laughs> But the, yeah, the other the other verse. I'm not watching the time, Pete. So you'll have to tell me. What's a, I'm worse than Philip. <laughs> actually, he was very good. Actually, um, the other verse. Just to go to the other verse that um, we were focusing on today was the verse verse in the same chapter of 28, and it's the verse where Hannah brings her child Samuel back to Eli and says, I'm giving this child back to you. And you know, God really spoke to me when he, I mean, I, I said, I haven't got children of my own, but God spoke to me a lot through this verse. Um, it just shows you, you don't have to have gone through certain situations in your life to actually, for God to use you or give you empathy for, for another person in a totally different situation. Um, Yes, so this verse is about Hannah. She said, I'm giving, I'm giving my child back to you. Two years ago, as I said, I lost my mum in February. A very spiritual, strong mother who brought me up in the fear of the Lord. And at her funeral, what, as I was giving a tribute to her, what came out, what, as I looked at what I was going to say, was... This mother gave me roots and wings. And that was kind of a saying that came out of the funeral was my mother gave me roots, but she also gave me wings to fly. And, you know, I think as parents, that is one of the most precious things you can give your children is to give them their love, their security, but also to live your faith, give them faith, live your faith in authenticity in front of your children. So that's probably where we think of the gift of salvation. If, you're, if you live your faith out in front of your child, however hard it is, that is a gift to them. That is such a gift to them. Um, and then is to give them wings, to let them fly. You know, it, it's... Um, it's very hard, I think, to let children go, isn't it? Let children go, especially when they're going off in their own way and maybe away from God. But there comes a time when you have to let your child go, whether they're going in a good way or a bad way, because, first of all, they're God's child, you know, and maybe today you haven't lost a child but you're struggling with your child going off to university or you're struggling with a child that's maybe in their 30s and you want to you wanna hold on to them, but God's saying, trust me with this child. Trust me with them. I know, I know them better and I love them better than you, even you do. Um, so, so that's kind of allowing God to have your child as well, to give them back. You know, when in Elim, we dedicate children, don't we? We don't christen them. We dedicate them to God when they're babies. 
and we kind of, it's like we're giving them back. But I think as your child is growing up is to give them that freedom to say, um, you're, you're God's. Before that you, you were mine, you, you are God's child. And so whatever God, if, if they're walking with God, whatever God says for you to do, you do it. Even if it means, for me, I went to the Middle East when I was 30 and I was a single woman and my mum said, you, you were God's child before mine. God told me never to tell you no. And, you know, what a sacrifice, you know. She was crying, telling me that, because I had the call of God on me, but it was to the Middle East. So that's a hard one, isn't it? I can imagine. Again, I haven't, got, I haven't been in that situation myself, but reflecting on my own journey with my mother, allowing your child to to follow the call of God, even if you really don't want it, if you really don't, you think, God, no, I don't think I could do that. So that's the, that's the other thing, is letting go, letting God take your child wherever he wants that child to go. But also let just trusting God with your child if they've walked away from the Lord. So I think that I've come to kind of the end of my notes but as I was uh, thinking how to end this, you know, there's probably many in a, in a room this size, there's probably a number of women and you have lost a child. You've had, maybe you've had many miscarriages um, and you never ever had a child that was fully uh, grown. Um, maybe you lost a child when they were older to death or you've got a child that you're estranged to and you don't even know where they are um, or you've lost your mum yourself very recently in the last couple of years you've lost your mother and today is really painful I really felt that um, today God wanted to minister to you so I was just wondering I know it's really hard you know it's really hard to stand up maybe in, in, in this setting. But I wondered if maybe if you have the courage and you really want God to just meet you today, whether we can just minister to one another. You know, all of us have gone through things um, today. And, and even if you haven't gone through these things I've mentioned, God still wants to minister to you because as a mother, every day you need God's help, don't you? With wisdom and his help. I wonder if we could all stand, every woman stand again, and I wonder if the men in the room, maybe we'll, we'll do it like that, maybe you just stand and just reach out, as I pray, just reach out your hand to these women in the room and ask God to meet with them today. And I, I, you know, I know there's a prayer team here, in the, a, a wonderful prayer ministry in this team, in this church. So if you really want to talk to someone afterwards and you want to really share something and have prayer, I would invite you to come out as well um, to be prayed for. But we're just going to pray. But I would encourage you, you know, don't give up. Don't think, oh, that, that thing was many years ago. God's not interested in meeting with me about that now. You know, life's moved on. Don't ever think that because God can heal you from many years ago, from anything. Um, 
he can minister. And I'd encourage you, you know, to pursue God with that. Don't just let it go because uh, he, he's after your wholeness and he, he's longing to minister to you. So I'll just pray and just those around the ladies, just minister, just reach, reach out your hands and pray for them today. Lord, we just, Father God, we thank you today that you are our parent, Lord. You are our heavenly parents and God, you love us, Lord, and you see us. You see us today, Lord. You see every heart that's here this morning and you know uh, the pain that they've gone through you know the sorrows the joys of life God and father I just pray for each woman especially to here today that Lord you would just highlight to them maybe something in their heart that they need to hand over to you Lord and I pray even this morning they can hand that pain back to you and say I just give you that pain, God, and I'm willing for you to work on that pain. I'm willing for you to take that deep grief or that disappointment. God, I just ask that you would just work on people's hearts this morning and you would start a journey of wholeness, if that's what they need, God, a, a journey of wholeness today. Lord, Just uh, we just thank you today for mothers. We thank you for the gift of motherhood, God, and Father, I just pray blessing on each mother, God. I pray for wisdom, God. I pray for, yeah, your strength, your wisdom, God, because we know it's very hard, Lord, especially in these days, God. It's so difficult, Lord. We just pray for wisdom and strength and, and just the Holy Spirit to equip each mother, Lord, here. Lord, just thank you today. We just, as we go, Lord, and we celebrate and we just fellowship, Lord, I just pray you bless each each one, Lord. Just uh, thank you for this day. Thank you for your deep love for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Church Christchurch podcast. For more information about our church, you can visit www.elamchristchurch.org or connect at one of our services every Sunday at 10am.